Space Boy. Previously on Strangeness in Space. My dad's coming to rescue us. They're all over the ship. Worm juice is dissolving the floor and the ceiling. If this mission fails, cold doodars will be the least of your problems. A chicken of any season would be unlikely to undertake a rescue mission of this magnitude. Lemon, there must be something we can do. I'm sorry, Sophie. I'm afraid I can't do that. You must do as I told you. No, Sophie, no! Please do as I told you. It's like alien. Yeah, but without the copyright issues. Please, don't you leave me too. Lemon. Ow. Listeners, welcome to part two of this exciting season finale. Jeremy here is all of a quiver. I really am, Bounty. I can't believe part one ended with Sophie's dad floating off into space and Lemon was left for dead. I'm in a total tizzy. In that case, Jeremy, before we go any further, I suggest you relax and unwind with a Thorley's Magical Mellow Massage Mitten. Thank you, Bounty. Thorley's Magical Mellow Massage Mitten is made with a marvellous mix of moleskin and mohair to mend your mind with a magically mellow mental massage. Oh, it really is making me feel most mellow, Bounty. You're supposed to rub your head with it, Jeremy! Oh, yes, of course. So, now, let's return to the tragic tale of our time-twisted trio to find out more. Jeremy, I'm very cross. Interior. Spaceship. Control deck. What's left of it? Those space worms get everywhere. It's like a Bush Tucker trial on I'm a Celebrity. Without the celebrities. Or the Tucker. Or the Bush. And in space, not the jungle. But otherwise, it's just like it. (laughs) I hate you, Hubble, too. Don't you mean, I hate you too, Hubble? Don't start that again. If it wasn't for Hubble 2 and his worms, my dad wouldn't have floated off into space. And Lemon wouldn't be dead. Are you sure Lemon's dead? Yep, he's dead. Trev, don't kick Lemon. Have some respect. Oh, sorry. Should I poke him with a stick? No. Lemon's a robot. He can be repaired, can't he? By who? I don't know. Robot Doctor? Robot Doctor Who? Robot Doctor Who? Now there's an idea. Hey. Hey? Nothing. Nothing will come of nothing. Hey? Who said that? King Lear. Act one, scene one. Hey? Jeremy, you must never break the fourth wall. You and I can talk to the audience, but we must never talk to the actors. But I didn't say anything. You did. You shouted a line from King Lear. I thought I thought it. Did I say it out loud? Yes, very loud, right in the middle of their scene. Sorry, Bounty. Well, never mind. Let's get back to the action and hear what trouble you've caused. Nothing will come of nothing. Who was that? No idea, but he's right. Is he? 
I don't get it. Me neither. Neither. It means we can stay here and do nothing, and nothing will come of it, or we can fight back like brave heroes and stop the worms destroying our ship. Right. Nothing it is, then. No! We're going to fight back and send those worms back to where they came from. What? We're going to push them back up, Hubble? Maybe not that. But we have to destroy the worms quick or we'll be blown up to bits. So how? <sighs> I don't know, but there must be something that kills those worms. Foley's pigworm powders. 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 What? <laughs> Jeremy, stop thinking out loud. Did I do it again? Yes, you shouted Thorley's pigworm powders. Oops. Sorry, Bounty. <sighs> Thorley's pigworm powders. No idea where that came from either. Either. I do. Really? Where? Strangeness in space. Strangers in space? No, strangeness in space. Strange ways here we come by the Smiths. What? No, 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 listen, listen. Strangeness in Space. Sponsored by Thorley's. It's a fan-funded audio drama available as a free podcast. It's great. Oh. Seamus Coleman, who plays for Everton. Oh, Jeremy, you see what you've done. You've made Simon go all meta. Sorry, Bounty, but Thorley's do make pigworm powders, don't they? Of course they do. If your pig needs powders, Thorley's pigworm powders are the powders for your pig. That's what I thought. Out loud. If your pig has worms, you give it Thorley's pigworm powders to kill the worms, don't you? Right. Well, I don't suppose Thorley's make space worm powders, do they? Oh, I see where you're going with this. Let's hope they do. Incoming message, Bounty. Oh, I wonder who it's from. Oh, it's from Thorland Thorley III's secretary, Annette Bierling. Bierling? Yes, she's from Rill. Thorland Thorley III is delighted to announce the launch of her latest product, Thorley's Spaceworm Powders. I find this very hard. When your spaceworm-infested space puppy needs powders, Thorley's Spaceworm Powders are the powders for your puppy. Now available in capsule form. Brilliant, Bounty. But how can we get them to Trev, Simon and Sophie? We'll cross that bridge when we come to it, Jeremy. But in the meantime, it says they've been dispatched to this address for immediate delivery. Parcel for Flirty Gertie Bouncing Ball. Ooh, haven't been called that in years. Thank you, low-paid courier. Back to the action. Exterior. Deep, 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 deep space. Sophie's dad's lost on a time wave and getting younger by the second. Who needs Nivea? Hey, Sophie. I know you can't hear me, but sorry about the epic fail. Good news is, because of the time wave, I'm getting younger by the second. Bad news is, I'm floating towards a giant square sun and I'm going to get frazzled. Whatever's. Goodbye, Sophie. Love you. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Smiley face. Remember the square sun? It's the same one Sophie loved in episode one. Aww. Now her dad can love it too just before he's incinerated. Back to the spaceship. Simon, you're saying there's a podcast audio drama called Strangeness in Space? Yeah, it's about a NASA gift shop manager called... Seamus? Sophie! She's stranded in space alongside two idiots called Trev and Simon. That's weird. Really weird. 
Apart from the bit about the two idiots, it could be about us. It is about us. This is Strangeness in Space. What are you talking about, Bruce Willis? Simon, have you been playing with the nitrous oxide filters again? No, I'm telling you, we are them. And this is that. And we're not the only people in it either. Either. You mean the voice we heard? He's the announcer, Jeremy. How do you know all this? I've no idea. I didn't know until I just said it. You mean this is all being created as we speak? Maybe. I don't know. If it is, is it possible we can influence what happens next and save the ship? How's that different from us just saving the ship anyway? Oh, uh, I don't know. This is doing my brain in. Too late. We've run out of time. Trev, Simon... This is it! No! Be brave. Let's hold hands. Okay, but have you washed them? I don't want to get worms. Trev! Look out the window, boys, and say goodbye to the three sons of Mirth. I love that square one. We wrote a song about the square sun. It's called Square Sun. There's no time for a song! We'll see about that. One, two, three, four... Turntables, a bowl of soup, donuts, bagels, roundabouts, budget plates, washers, coins. You don't put square pegs in round holes because they won't fit, so we've been told. Wheels go round because they're circles, just as hamsters, mice, and gerbils. CDs, frisbees, hula hoops, a dartboard, or a bowl of soup. If they're all round, then tell me why. There's a big square sun up in the sky. Square sun, square sun It ain't got a hat on and it ain't no fun Square sun, square sun Got a bad feeling, now you better run Square sun, square sun Square sun, square sun Medals Portals Washing machine door Wagon wheels Halos Manholes Bottle tops Oblongs You don't put square tyres on your car Cos they're not cool and won't roll far Some stuff must be shaped like rings Like bagels, donuts and such things CDs, frisbees, cooler food A dartboard or a bowl of soup If they're all round then tell me why There's a big square sun up in the sky Square sun Square sun The heat is on And the burning's begun Square sun Square sun Put down the cream And pick up a gun Square sun 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 Square sun, square sun, square sun. Interior, the square sun of mirth. Surely nothing could survive in the middle of that heat. Unless it's not a sun at all, and it's actually a square sun-shaped stealth satellite. Whoa, Maddie! Hold your horses, girl! 
I think we need a brief pause while we take that in. What on mirth is a stealth satellite? Well, Bounty, according to Thorley's extraordinarily extensive Encyclopedia of Strangeness in Space, a stealth satellite is a mode of transport through time and space of indeterminate dimensions and size, a Trojan horse for a new age. Oh, is that good or bad? Apparently, the presence of a stealth satellite in any given location can prove to be both a problem and a solution. Well... I'm not sure I'm any the wiser, but let's give it a whirl. Back to you, Maddie. Interior. The square sun. An unspecified point in time. And home to a mother and her child. Ooh. New characters. Exciting. Mummy. Yes, Vetus. Are we the only people alive? We aren't people, Vetus. We made ourselves look like people so our human visitor feels more comfortable. How old is the human visitor, Mummy? By the time he arrives, he'll be five. Like you, Vetus. A friend for me to play with. Perhaps, but not for long. You are destined for great things, my son. And with greatness comes great loneliness. Mummy, look! Welcome, Vetus. This is Nigel. Who are you? I am Joanne McBride. Unexpected. It's an acronym. What for? Does it matter? No, but it could be fun. Very well. It's Tupilius Oxalating Astropod near the nexus of ectogalactic meteor constellations banding random ice delta metamorphoses elliptically orbital. That's not Joanne McBride. That's Joanne McBride-Eo. You've put an extra O on the N. My name is not important. Whatever. Has he got a name? I'm Vetus. Don't tell me. Vacuum inertiated transitational aspiratory system. Our visitor doesn't speak like a child, Mummy. I'm not a child. I just look like one. I came here on a time wave. It's, it's complicated. I tried to rescue my daughter, Bart. We know. Y- you do? I know, Sophie. I can help you save her. But how can you? You're a child. Nigel, you are not the only one to have traversed time and space. Vetus has met Sophie before, in his future. Okay, that makes as much sense as any of this, but can he really help me? Do you trust him? What have I got to lose? I'm a 73-year-old, 88-year-old who looks like a 5-year-old who surfed through space and is now lost in the middle of a square sun. I just want to save my daughter. In that case, Vetus, you know what to do. Yes, Mummy. I'm sorry, Nigel. But I will help you save her. Then why are you saying sorry? <laughs> Let's go. Giddy gosh, listeners. Poor little Nigel, the man-boy. That is a bit of a shocker, Bounty. I wasn't expecting that. Me neither, neither. With little Nigel gone, there's no one left to save Sophie and the boys. Which means we have to get these Thorley's space worm powders to them without delay. 
Oh, my dizzy days. What the chickens is happening now? Joanne, Joanne McBride? McBride? What the hecklers are you doing here? Oh, sorry. Am I breaking your precious fourth wall? Sixth or seventh wall, more like. This is your fault, Jeremy. Sorry, Bounty. Well... We know who you are, Ms. McBride. But who's this handsome young devil? I'm her son, Vetus. But you were a five-year-old boy in the last scene. Yes, and now I've grown to be a man. My goodness! Big Vetus, little Nigel. How time flies! Waves, surfs, all of the above. Silence! You can't silence me. This is my studio. Yes, Bounty Flightingale is the Viscountess of Voice. Her larynx is legendary. Oh, so weary. Vetus, silence them. No, please, <gasps> not my face. Not my tonsils. But he's doing an invisible death grip like, like Darth Vader. But... But without the copyright issues? Give me the space worm powders. Never. Sophie and Trev and Simon need them. We know. Peters, foot off the pedal, darling. We're here to save them. That's what you said to poor little Nigel before you... That is true. So here's the deal. You give us the space worm powders and we'll give you back little Nigel. But you... you killed him, didn't you? Deal or no deal? You're like an evil Noel Edmund. Enough! Vetus, death grip them both to... death. Okay, okay. You win. Oh, Jeremy, give them the powders. If I must. Now, give us little Nigel. Very well. Vetus. <gasps> what have you done to him? We wanted living little Nigel, not zombie little Nigel. Little Nigel is neither dead nor alive. Vetus, show them what's inside the box. He is Noel Edmonds. Look now, Jeremy. It's... Little Nigel's beating heart. Yes, and his future fate rests in our hands. Well, in this box, actually. Now, my son, we must leave. Yes, mother. Time to save the girl. Interior. Spaceship. I hope Sophie doesn't find out her dad's a space zombie. We should have called this episode The Moonwalking Dead. Cool song, eh? A bit long, maybe? Yeah, well, you said Trev Simon, this is it, ages ago. 
Yeah, you always say this is it, and then it isn't. So can we stop holding hands now? Mine's a bit sweaty. Okay, but don't blame me. I was all fired up to kill the worms and save the ship. But whoever's behind this strangers in space thing clearly didn't want me to. I blame Seamus. There is no Seamus! It's strangeness. Affirmative strangeness in space. Learn! Oh, thank goodness! We thought you were dead! Negative. I was forced to initiate total shutdown and utilize residual power to subfunctionally repair damaged circuits. <laughs> you were singing like a loon before you died. Trev? Yeah, you sound like you really loved Sophie. Simon! I am not programmed to love. Apologies, Sophie. Imminent critical power loss can result in random behavior patterns. Residual power still low. Temporary circuit repairs unpredictable. Lemon, you need to rest. To re-energize. Rest. Rest now. Affirmative. Uh-oh. What's that? Sophie, what's going on? Don't tell me. I suppose now this is it. IDK, it might be it. But then again, it might be not it. What is that? Wow. It looks like the square sun of Mirth, but smaller. Boys, look out the window. The square sun isn't there anymore. It's in here. That's weird. A sun with doors? There's someone inside it. Maybe they've come to rescue us. Sophie! They're being shot! Dad? Greetings. Is she your dad, Sophie? I don't think so. Does she look like your dad? No. Who are you? I am Joanne McBride. That's really not the kind of name you'd expect for a random entity that's just stepped out of a miniature square sun. Namist. My name's not important. What matters most to you is my son. Your square son? No, fool. My son's son, who I am the mother of. I don't understand. Who's your son? All will be revealed. Vetus? Coming, mother. Let the revealing commence. <laughs> Doctor Scarifium! Indeed, it is I. <laughs> I hope we'd never meet again. Technically, we haven't met at all yet. But I will meet you again in the future. But we met you in episode two. Your past. My future. Then? Now? When? Where? Who knows? <laughs> well, clearly not you. Have you come to kill us? Oh no. Dear Sophie, I've come to save you. You tried to kill us before. That was in the future. The old me you've met, but not yet. You're riddled with riddles. Why not just leave us to dissolve in worm juice? Too easy. Save you I can, so save you I shall. Perhaps for a rainy day. <laughs> Mother, pass the powder. Watch out. He's got itching powder. He's going to tickle us to death. Fool! It's not itching powder. Watch out! He's got baking powder. He's going to cake us to death. Wrong again! Your turn, Soph. Try talcum. No. Just tell us what it is. Party pooper. Thorley's space worm powders. Hey? What's that? 
It must be a space version of Thorley's pigworm powders. <laughs> Bing! From Strangers in Space. Strangeness! Not Seamus. Who's Seamus? There is no Seamus. It's strangeness. Strangeness in space. It's really not complicated. So my guess is, if Thorley's spaceworm powders are dispersed through the ventilation system, it will neutralise the worm juice and destroy the worms. And that's exactly what I'm about to do. Let the dispersing commence. Emergency status update. Worm juice neutralized. Worm infestation eliminated. Hey! Hold on. Not so fast, boys. What do you mean? The juice has dried up and the ships weren't free. Isn't it? Affirmative. But the ship's hydrogen generators are critically destabilized and volatile contaminants inside the engine core have reached unsustainable levels. Meaning? The ship will still explode. Sorry, Trev. Sorry, Simon, but... Wait, let me guess. This This is is it! it. It's time to go, my son. Yes, mother. I knew it. You save us only to abandon us. You have a cold, dead heart, Scarifium. On the contrary, I have a warm, beating heart. See? A living human heart? My gift to you. Dear girls, you disgust me. Your last chance of survival, Sophie. As you know, this beating heart is the one thing that can save the ship now. I'd rather die. Your choice. But for now, why don't I just pop this fresh beating heart into the nuclear's cradle? Hmm? No, stop. Oops. Too late. It's done. You monster. (laughs) Sophie, what's up? What's happening? Emergency status update. Engine core purified and resealed. Hydrogen generators stable. All ship systems fully functioning. What? You mean that heart? Fix the ship, yes. And it won't explode now? No. Woohoo! So that means we can go home now, doesn't it? Yes, boys. We can go home now. Affirmative. STO sensors calibrated. Location coordinates locked. Preparing to initiate return to Earth. What a clever little tin can he is. Come, Mother. We must leave them now. Sophie has some explaining to do to her little chums. Pink custard. Tilbury's number one synth pop sensation. Oh, please. Living on the ceiling was a landmark single in the history of British synth pop. Blamange are a seminal band. You two, you don't even deserve to twiddle their oscillation modulator. Ouch. And as for you, metal. Mickey. 
Aggressive physical contact detected. Leave Lemon alone. No, my dear. It's you I'm leaving alone. Little Lemon is coming with us. No! <laughs> Lemon! Sophie. Yeah, I'll miss him and his pseudo-scientific nonsense I never understood. Still, great that he programmed the ship to take us home before he was kidnapped, eh, Soap? Yeah, great. What's up? It's sad about Lemon, but aren't you pleased to be going home? (sighs) Not when we owe our lives to whoever that beating heart belonged to. What do you mean? Our ship was given a new life, but now, somebody somewhere out there is in a body without a heart. What? Like a space zombie? Cool. Not cool, Trev. A human life has been sacrificed for hours. When we get home, can't we just find out who the heart belongs to and give it back? No. Once absorbed into the ship's nucleus, the heart is inextricably locked inside. Removing it would destroy the ship and kill the heart. So whoever the heart belongs to will be a space zombie forever? Yes. Destined to drift through space and time. An empty shell of a person... Devoid of emotion and thought. Is it Ed Sheeran? I don't know who that heart belonged to, but I will find out. And when I do, I will take my revenge on Scarifium. How? I will kill him! Engines ready. Return to Earth initiated. Buckle up, boys. We're going home. was emotional. Oh, wasn't it, Bounty? I'm shaking like shaking Stevens in a shallot shack. Still glad everything worked out in the end. Hold your hostages, Bounty. Don't forget, Lemon was kidnapped and Sophie's dad's a little space zombie. Zombie, Nigel. Not now, Nigel. <sighs> well, best not to tell Sophie about that just yet, eh? Certainly not. She'd be distraught. We'll save it for season two, shall we? Besides, he makes an excellent tea boy. Or two lumps. Chin chin, Jether. Cheers, Bounty. Thanks for listening, Mirthlings. Goodbye. For now, until we're together once again for more. Seamus in Spain!
You've been listening to part two of our season finale, starring Sophie Aldred, Trevor Neal and Simon Hickson, with David Allen as Jeremy, Barnaby Edwards as Lemon, Sarah Green as Joanne McBride, Peter Guinness as Vitas Varnas, Dune McKeekan as Bounty Flightingale, Sarah Madigan as Maddie, Sylvester McCoy as Nigel Metheringham, and introducing Inigo Pilkington Massey as Young Vitas. It's produced by me, Claire Eden, with a soundscape by Dave Polzer. And thanks to Jim Armstrong, Soho Square Studios, Blair McKeekan and Marcus J for their help in recording it. Strangers of Space has no funding other than its mouthing fans and listeners of all ages. People like me, Andrew Sierra, Trev, Simon, Sophie and Claire have asked me to thank everyone for all the perks you bought sent to all corners of the globe. Every single one helped make the sixth episode season. Here are the people who bought In Space. Everyone can hear your name, and now you can. Take it away, Murph Lords. Keith Roberts. Victoria Gerard. Kurt Bergeron. Michael Paley. Dominic McLaddery. Adam Shorty Vasquez. Timothy and Lottie Riggs. Miranda and Flo. Chris King. Walls Wizard Marjorie. Aidan and Megan Wills. Jodie Hargovy Susan Hoover Peter Thomas Mark and Jane France John Malkin Eliza and Billy Douglas Barnaby Eaton-Jones The Manly Family Mark Who, 42 Glyn Davis Vetus, stop tinkering with that thing. It's almost done, Mother. There. Now, let's see what you've got to say for yourself. Hello. (laughs) My name is Lemon. Hello, Lemon. Can I ask you some questions? Affirmative. Lemon, what is love? Love is a strong feeling of affection for someone, or a great interest and pleasure in something. And Lemon, who do you love? I love Sophie. Good. And what would you love to do? I would love to kill Sophie. Excellent. Kill Sophie. 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 Kill Sophie.